0: It's Adam Shartoff, your host of Film Wax Radio. It's Friday, November 18th, 2022, and this is episode number 742 of the podcast. And oh my gosh, well, this is an interesting episode, not only because everyone on this episode is returning for their second visits, and there's two fiction films on this episode. We have Tim Sutton coming up first here with his new film, it's called Taurus. And it stars among its cast uh, Colson Baker, also known as Machine Gun Kelly. I recently focused on another film that had Colson Baker in it. When we had uh, Dree De Mateo on the show, uh, we uh, she was in a film called One Way recently, and Colson Baker was in that as well. So I got to see Colson in a couple of films now, and he is an actor. I mean, there's no real question about it, the guy can act and I hope he continues to get really good parts and we'll see what he can do but in this film it's called, we're going to get to in a moment, it's called Taurus and he's in every moment of the film and and he definitely is able to pull it off and the film is opening today and we'll get into that as I said in a moment because that's up first, but here's the other films called There, There and some of you may remember that last year I worked on the set of a part of a film which is now called They're There, directed by Andrew Bajalski, a friend of the show. And he's been on a bunch of times. And uh, this film, among its cast, is Lily Taylor and Jason Schwartzman, who are, of course, up next. They are the guests. They've both been on Film Wax before, and they are both in this film, and they both came on to talk about it, and that was just a thrill. All three segments, of course, that are part of this... Oh, I should say... There, there also opens today, Friday, the eighteenth of November. All three people, all three conversations are on the FilmWax YouTube channel. Again, just go to youtubecom radio if you prefer to watch it. Uh, uh, but here we go. This is going to be an interesting episode, because uh, in this, you know, next segment which I'll talk about in the next intro after my conversation with Tim. You know, this is the first time I've had people on for a film I work. I th- no, it's not true. I was going to say it's the first time I had people on for a film I worked on, but that's not true. I've had a, a few where I've been involved in a film, and then I brought on the filmmakers and other people from the film. There, uh, tip of my tongue, and of course, uh, Richard's wedding both come to mind. But uh, this, so this is yet another example, and we'll get to that in a little while. The first segment here today, again with filmmaker Tim Sutton. This is Tim's fourth feature film. I had him on years ago with his uh, maybe second feature called Memphis, and um, and now he has this new one. And as of today, it is in theaters, on demand, and available digitally, uh, thanks to RLGJE Films. The film also stars Maddie Hassan, Demetrius, Lil Meech Flannery, Megan Fox. Uh, Ruby Rose, Scott McNeary, excuse me, Scoot McNeary, a little TJ, and Naomi Wild among its cast again. And it's about a rising but troubled musician who searches for the inspiration to record one last song, pushing himself deep into the void, a work of fiction that explores fame, addiction, the artistic process, and the music industry. Taurus is a soulful and universal cautionary tale. And it is in theaters now. All right, so we are going to talk to this film, wonderful filmmaker. He wrote, directed this film. He's also made a few other films, including Donnie Brooke, Funny Face, Dark Knight. Look him up. See his films. This is my conversation with director, writer, Tim Sutton, right here on Film Wax Radio.
1: Do you think rock stars are special people?
2: I want it to sound far from everything Like everything's upside down I'll seek you out Lay you alive One more word and you won't survive
1: Do you think artists are always on display? I'm just saying it sounds like somebody putting a gun to your head and telling you to be happy. We got you the nicest recording studio in Los Angeles. I didn't ask for it. I know you
3: didn't, but we got it for you anyway.
1: Uh, The film premieres on the 18th. Sneak previews start tomorrow. Okay, very good.
0: All right. So, uh, Friday. I thought so. It was double-checking Right. What number, uh, feature is this for you? This is my seventh feature. And that's pretty impressive. Thank you. Yeah. How did, let's, you, you want to tell me a little bit about how, um, what the genesis of the, of this film? Well, sure. You, sure. Kind of it up? Um, well, you know, I, have I've always had a fascination with
1: music and musicians and, and musicians lives, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. especially especially the uh the troubled ones um (laughs) yeah you know I made made my second film was Memphis which you recall and which was you know about a singer in kind of a spiritual crisis but I've always kind of been attracted to the stories of of these these singers who are really like touched by just godly talent but they can't exist in the world as it is Right, You know, yeah, right. like people like Thelonious Monk or Amy Winehouse or Kurt Cobain or, um, you know, all sorts of uh, great musicians who, who just, they just can't function in the world as, as it is. And yet um, are, so many demands are put upon them to do so. Yeah. At the, same, at, the, at the same time, there's, you know, there's all the, the 27 club is still happening. It's not just Jimi Hendrix or Kurt Cobain. It's happening you know this year this last week as a matter of fact so that story of you know these great artists who are who are you know are aren't allowed to fulfill their promise and instead you you know you're stuck with this these horrible tragedies and I I felt like no one had really told that story in an updated way and I thought my sensibility made made sense for it Mm -hmm. Um, when I met Colson you know it it became something you know m- much more real to me instead of working with an actor in a pure fiction. I love that gray area between fact and fiction and how they both how the documentary can feed the fiction and the fiction can feed the documentary and I thought it was really uh would be a special way to go to to do it with a real rock star who is on that kind of path and,
0: right uh so am I to understand then uh that um he in a sense, created this, this. Well, it's clear he created the character with yeah. you. Well, the, the, it's interesting
1: because I went back. You know, we had we had made a we in the pandemic. I made uh, this western, and he was in the cast, and we we really kind of hit it off in in a, a very interesting way. Not not unlike how I hit it off with Willis Earl Beale. Just this kind of strange artistic connection that that didn't need. A backstory. It just kind of was this great connection. I went back and I, I, after the film, and I wrote, uh, I wrote a draft in three weeks and sent it to him. It was pure fiction. It wasn't. It wasn't based on actual experiences of his. But yet, there there were things in the script that he had experienced himself. So there was this great creative connection. And then, of course, you know, the script is just a blueprint to start and then he his collaboration and his choices and his his ideas uh i of course folded into the to the fabric of it because authenticity matters more than than my writing you know what, what you don't you don't bring a you don't make a script you make a film
0: yeah and i i can see having seen all, i'm pretty sure most if not all your films that you have a high um emphasis or an emphasis in a, uh, on um, being as close to uh, truthfulness, maybe or real, yeah, as you can get. Considering it's not necessarily this is not a documentary, right? Well, is so. Colson, who is of course known as uh, in some circles as Machine Gun Kelly, um, well he, he's you know you, one looks at his lifestyle through the pop culture prism, and and, and and everything, and one just assumes this guy is, uh, you know, all into the trappings, and and um, you know, maybe. But but go deeper, because uh, you you see, is there is a soul? Is there there is a soulfulness there? There is a and an interest in uh, in the same kind of priorities that you have as a filmmaker, as a storyteller. He yeah, has. I mean, even if he may not have as much experience, or you're just perf- doing it. Right. Well, I I think I th- I think the thing what, what comes you know
1: when you're a giant global rock star, I mean, it like you <laughs> not like me, but but uh you know, I think you get you you can get a bad rap as just someone who's who's superficial and glossy and and maybe not even talented. And I think one of the things is is that Colson is uh Machine Gun Kelly is this machine. It is this this entity that he feeds and, and that is part of that is fame. And part of that is the, 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 that world of, of, of of grandiose kind of liberty and, and yeah, exactly. But but within all that, you don't get to that place without being a tremendous artist and without, you know, it it also being, being able to expose yourself and be vulnerable and, and, and kind of expose your life, to uh, a lot of people's um, a lot of people's uh, uh, possible rejection, and so one of the things that we both really share as artists is that we don't want to do it part of the way. We don't want to hide behind anything. What we want to do is go all the way and be vulnerable, swim out into the deep end as far as we can, and, and come back changed. And that's what I've done with every one of my movies. This was no different, but. I think the stakes were a little higher because, you know, a lot of people will see this movie and be like, oh, Machine Gun Kelly is a drug addict or, oh, Machine Gun Kelly like runs out in traffic and almost gets hit by cars or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But it, it is, it is this idea of this mixture of, of him, him exposing himself to that, to that, to those views and to that risk. But it's really a tremendous performance. It's like Kurt Cobain didn't play Kurt Cobain in last days, you know, Billy yeah. Holiday didn't play Billy Holiday in Lady Sings the Blues. This is something that's much closer and is a, a real testament to his ability as a musician, but also as an actor.
0: But you know what happens when you swim out to deeper waters? What can happen? You know, you can uh, get tired and drown. <laughs> There's or always get, that. Or you can get attacked by, uh, you know, a shark or something. Yeah. And my point is, or you can be sucked under a, you know, a, a wave, or you know. For sure. I, I guess there's dangers and there's um and putting yourself out there um you know for the world to see and to be authentic and everything else can can also be um uh, uh, um you know can be hard it can be exhausting and it you could feel very uh sometimes not, and then celebrity of course as well, put on top of that where you're not sure who your real friends are or right. who really cares about has you in their interest or just the money you're making. Right. Um it, and, and then you have the, the as you said, the 27 club, you know. There's all this, there's all this risk involved.
1: And I think I mean I I I, I can't speak for him, but I, I I can say like the deep end is the only place I want to swim, even even with the risk of drowning, just because. Uh, you know, you you have your Netflix queue and your Hulu queue and your Amazon queue and your shutter queue. And I mean, there's there's just tons of content. There's tons of content. Some of it is brilliant and amazing. Some of it not so much. But my whole goal is to make something that's not disposable mm-hmm. um, and something that you can pick up 30 years from now and, and still find interest that maybe it's still alive in some way. Um, and that's what I aspire to do. And I don't think you do that by hiding behind genre or, or uh, thinking, okay, what, what is the, what is, you know, what does the Netflix audience want for this? You just have to, you just have to go and kind of throw yourself, throw yourself on the floor as far as the the fame and, and all of that, that goes with it. I mean, that, that's what interests me as well about this movie is that the, the movie is, is, is not necessarily a cautionary tale. The movie is about the creative process the simple, beautiful, creative process of trying to make a song while the whole world is staring at you or trolling you or telling you what to do. The industry, your family, the this drugs, the, the alcohol, thing. the dealers, yeah. all that, all those pressures take you away from just that simple thing that got you there in the first place.
0: The work. The work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh and it's called Taurus and it's opening Friday November 18th. Yeah. Uh take your family for Thanksgiving. Well, okay, so it's not a children's movie, but <laughs> look, you take know, your
1: teenage kids.
0: Yeah, right. Exactly. But sh- you know, um yeah, I think you know, your if your teenager is I mean, we shouldn't focus so much on this, but if your teenager is a uh, thoughtful and understands, you know, kind of mature in that way then I think it's not a, it's certainly not an inappropriate film to see right uh, you know it could actually have a positive impact in the way that a lot of movies just sort of are empty you know right. um, uh, when did you uh, what's your back I don't even think I know much about your backstory did when did you become interested in film yourself like telling stories on film was that you was that the way you saw yourself from the start or did you start with a different plan Well, interestingly enough, I I,
1: I thought I would go to grad school for musicology. (laughs) I was really, I was really interested in music and musicians' lives and the stories of music. But when I got to grad school, I took an ethnographic film class and I got a Bolex camera in my hand. Wow. And it was just like a natural progression from there. I just felt like telling those kind of stories. You know, first you have the visuals, and then you have the the music and the sound design and the editing and all these all these things that I felt really just just a, a natural fit. Um, so I I moved to New York and got a job as a as a commercial PA production assistant, learn the business from really the ground up and and learn the city of New York, right, riding around just, in a you're, truck and right, your parking you're, cars and your waiting yeah your do, car, just holding, doing just holding parking spaces and your do whatever you got to do. Yeah. And going all to all these random prop houses or equipment houses or locations all over the city. So I really learned a lot about New York in my first few years through the film, through being on film sets. And then, you know, I started making short films and I, I, I went from there and uh, ended up uh, at Getty images, which is uh, in the footage department. So in a way I had like this, corporate budget to make short films and they just wanted the stock the stock footage so i really honed this kind of style of like small crew no dialogue you know real people and uh i pitched Probably them i pitched talent. them a movie about teen teen lifestyle and they said uh we're not going to pay for it but you can do it and that's how i made pavilion oh wow
0: that was, so that that's your first feature yep oh okay so i was there from the start
1: yeah yeah
0: what year was that 2011 it
1: played uh, south by southwest right okay wow so you've been pretty actually have been pretty prolific haven't you mhm well you know this is this is my business i do i i write yeah. script, i write scripts and i polish scripts but this is you know this is my work i don't do commercials i don't teach right now so uh, and also you know the thing about it is like actors work a lot you know good actors work a lot Good DPs work a lot. Good crew members right. they work a ton. A director gets on set maybe once a year, if you're lucky. You know, maybe once every two or three years. So right. it's, 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 it's harder for a director to practice their craft and get better. So I just feel like every time I get the opportunity, I just want to get better. I just want to try new things. I want to see what works, what doesn't work, tell more stories, fall on my face, get back up, and, 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 and like we said earlier, just do the work.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess uh, doing like work for hire does provide you the opportunities at least to, you know, do work that will, you know, maybe we're you, you just, just opportunities to learn and to, you know, apply your craft. And, Absolutely. Uh, everything's, uh, everything's a learning experience. But, mm-hmm. And then you're sacrificing working on a story that's original, perhaps, and putting it off or it's taking longer or you're, you know, I don't know yeah it's i mean it's a weird it's a weird balance it's like it's like well it's like
1: anything i mean you you want to spend your time doing your own stuff but if your own stuff the goal is to make your own stuff something viable for you know an industry an audience at the same time as not selling you know selling your soul but every once in a while selling your soul and putting some food on the table and putting some money in the bank is you know not selling your soul it's doing your job so
0: right um and, you know yeah yeah yeah, well, it might be different in a country if if the you know if you got some uh, underwriting and some sub you know some yeah uh, I'm I'm totally
1: envious of a lot of the European and Asian filmmakers who you know you see on their credits the, all the different foundations and 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 like cinema grants that they're able to get in America it's like it does seem like you're kind of beholden to the rich folk yeah you, know, you got to find that money
0: gotta okay. get gotta meet those dentists. <laughs> But I was, but I, you know, even still, I do talk like, a, what was I talking to somebody from what country? I can't remember. But it was, it wasn't like, you know, they, yeah, they, they they raised the money for their, they would go privately and raise their money. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not only here, but yeah. Considering yeah. the, considering the amount of f- a film that's made here, <laughs> you'd think, I think places like Netflix and Hulu and these giants and studios should be, should be creating um you know or pressuring the government lobbying or whatever they got to do to right. you know to help filmmakers we need a new and you know so you get you 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 charge young filmmakers you know how many tens of thousands of dollars uh, to go to film school but then they're on their own i mean it's just right. like, right and you have to work
1: within the parameters of what what those you know what those streamers want you know and what 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 they think that what the algorithm wants instead of what the artist wants which is complicated
0: and i guess to some degree it's true if the money is coming and also i mean from the government money could have that to some degree right there's always parameters i suppose of course so maybe even though it's the most difficult you might have the most freedom in some ways independently raising money
1: uh, certainly, certainly in the case of Taurus, like, you know, I, I, I didn't officially have in my contract final cut, but that cut is a hundred percent mine. You know, I didn't make yeah. any, I didn't have to make any concessions. The producers and financiers were, you know, were sold on, on the specific movie that I wanted to make. Colson wanted to make the same movie. So, and it's, it's great when you're on the same side as a, a kind of powerful entity like Colson because he could protect me in certain situations. Right.
0: Exactly. That, you know,
1: we're risky if he if he were on if he was on my side then I, I had less to worry about. Right, we more more the most
0: of the time we think about um how having, you know, a famous person in your film is, is is you know, it can help you of course find producers and find money, but we don't think of how you also have an incredible uh, you know, wall there like, you know, when somebody look, you know, pr- sort of helping protect you and your Yeah. Your- yeah, it
1: makes a, it makes a big difference. And if you're on the other side, if you guys are clashing and on the other side, it can be, I'm sure it can be a a really harrowing experience, but uh, Colson was nothing but supportive of, of, of of not not every idea I had in any way, but we both wanted
0: to make the same film. So the
1: collaboration had a clear path.
0: Got it. Well, it's the name of the film is Taurus. It's uh, being written as RLJE Films. Yeah. And it will be in theaters and on on demand and digital as of this Friday, November 18th. It's directed, both directed and written by our guest today, Tim Hutton. And it's, among its cast is, amongst its cast is Colson Baker, sometimes known as Machine Gun Kelly. Not in this film, though. Mm-hmm. Maddie Hassan and Demetrius Meech, right? Anybody else we want to mention or? Um, well, Megan Fox and, and Ruby
1: Rose are in it too.
0: Right. Well, it's a really good, really amazing film, and kudos to you for continuing the good fight, making truly independent films. You need to come on here more because that's what this show is kind of about, you know. At the end well, of
1: the day. I appreciate the support and, and 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 having you interview me and 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 having you kind of know the backstory a little bit too.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm really glad for it, and uh, thanks for, you know, carving out some of your your private time tonight, and of um, course, you know. And one day we'll do yeah. uh, we'll do it against uh you know we'll do the retro the the retrospective <laughs> so,
1: I, really- I, I, I won't hold my yeah. breath but it's uh, but if it's on you for that
0: uh, i will but you you have you had you must have had right some sort of retrospectives at some film societies or some film
1: yeah i've had a couple i've had a couple uh, both in europe oh, um, yeah which well, is which makes sense and yeah makes sense and is enjoyable and has uh has has been uh has been just really great to to be able to see uh, you know i get to i I went back and watched pavilion and and uh and memphis and certain things and i hadn't seen them in a long time and i really i i i still felt really strongly about them still felt really positive about all the work so
0: right well that's what happens when you make something that's like you know authentic right Mm -hmm. yeah hopefully you're welcome um i'll let you get on with your evening though but uh I look forward to hearing all the rays and the praise <laughs> and, yeah, uh, finger fingers crossed fingers, yeah, crossed. fingers I, crossed but i i'm
1: not holding my breath again on
0: that well anyway i'm sure i'm sure no i'm sure um people people that choose to see this your film it's a dark story but it's it's definitely one worth seeing and people will love the cast and there's some really wonderful light moments in the film too and great music yeah. great fantastic music in it i mean there's you know and you cannot you will know, and people will not be able to figure out how it's going to go i mean you know it's the advantage of, of stories like this
1: yep great
0: how do you know how your life is going to go
1: all exactly the time. you never know what's going to happen when you turn the corner <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah. So anyway, great to talk to you. Thanks, Adam. All right. Have a good evening. See ya. You're not doing your job.
2: I can't watch him every minute. I don't get why I'm like this.
3: Maybe you can act more like an employee so I'm not late. Cool. God, I hate I you. I will soothe your pain. Life imitates art.
2: I will ease your strain
3: bury me alive disappear
2: on the ground where they found me before i
0: So um, a year and a half ago, I was approached about uh, by a friend of mine, Houston King, who is the producer who produces Andrew Bajalski's films. Andrew uh, most recently made a film called "Support the Girls," and before that was uh, "Results" and "Funny Ha Ha" and "Computer Chess." Just an incredible group of films. I've always been a fan from the very beginning of Andrew's filmmaking. I've been there for each one. And, uh, he's come on the show a number of times. He's not here today. We have instead for a change of pace, two of the ensemble cast, uh, Jason Schwartzman, who everybody knows and Lily Taylor, of course, who everybody knows. And, uh, I'm, I'm friendly with Lily a little bit. I'm friends with her husband by way of disclosure. They have a place up near where I live in the Hudson Valley. And, um, So our paths have crossed over the years, and um, this is uh, terrific uh, and a delight to bring Lily on. So these are two different conversations, but I'm putting them together in this segment. So first we'll talk to Lily, and then we'll talk to Jason. Now, the film, Andrew Bajowski's latest, premiered at the Tribeca Film Festival this past spring. As you know, it, also, it stars Jason and Lily, but also in, amongst its cast members are Lenny James, Molly Gordon, and Avi Nash. In what is described as an uneasy comedy that constructs a delirious mirror image of everyday life in a distinctly twisted and discordant world. There, there is simultaneously a wild leap-off-the-cliff formalist experiment a performer shot in isolation and brought together in the edit and a disarmingly simple story about characters negotiating trust with one another. Time and space themselves are thrown out of whack on screen. And yet, it is the unlikely connections always being forged between characters that bring this unique movie to life. No two, for, no two performers were within a thousand miles of each other, or, for that matter, within a week of each other's performances. There There is, again, at the IFC Center starting today, as well as being on demand and digital. So see this film. You'll be glad you did. <laughs> All right. So it's called, again, There There. And we're going to talk to, in this next portion of the podcast, both Lily Taylor and Jason Schwartzman right here on FilmWax Radio.
2: Maybe we're just a couple of people with imperfect records who have found each other at exactly the right moment. You were very confident last night. No, no, that was just because I'm old and cranky. That's not the same as confidence. I sounded crazy. Well, men love crazy.
3: How do you measure a man? By his choices, certainly. Honestly, ask yourself if we're more powerful together or apart. Are you in
2: love with this person? How'd you blow your mind? Yeah. Ooh la la! What happens at the bar and grill stays at the bar and grill. It's a red flag. I mean, red flag.
3: I just want to have a conversation about choices versus circumstances. Okay. Okay.
0: It's so nice to see you. Hi. Are you? You're in, Bur- you're in Brooklyn.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, how's it been going since uh, last summer?
3: <laughs> Good. <laughs>
0: That's good. <laughs> it's such a strange experience for me. This may be the first time where I've, I'm talking to somebody for a film in which I actually participated on some level, albeit small, but still, it was it was a joy.
2: Yeah.
0: And, I, and now, by the way, every time I hear certain birds that catch my attention, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about you. I'm like, if she were here, she could tell me exactly what bird I'm listening to right now.
2: <laughs> anyway, You're up full time? What's that? Are you up there full-time?
0: Yeah, I am. I am. I'm working at, I don't know if you know WKZE, the radio station in Red Hook? No. Okay. You, sh- you should know about it, at least. I should. It's a music station, and it is, it really is spectacular. I don't want to spend too much time on it. they will get upset with me if I do that. But it's it's a truly independent-owned, and I mean, operated, non-corporate radio station like Old World, in the sense that all of the... Uh, all of the all the financing for the station comes from independently owned regional businesses. Okay. And it really is. It's a beautiful model and they play cuts. They can play songs, whatever they want to play and they can play artists whom they want to play. So it's a very diverse and eclectic mix of genres and people. And uh, it's, it's a, it's very inspiring, you know, to be in this environment. Yeah. But, you know, so, so yeah, I'm not getting down quite as often. Although anyway, but uh, yeah. But uh, anyway, so it would be it'll be nice to run into you in, in, in some some point, and in, in maybe in the next spring or summer. Are you going? To, so you're, you're going to be? Are you going to the opening night of there? There?
2: I don't think so.
0: Okay, I don't think I'm I sorry.
2: Can. To... I'm still waiting to hear, but I, I it's looking like a no. But I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna see what I can do. But I'm gonna see Andrew either way. I'm gonna have a coffee with him either way.
0: Okay. So let's, let's talk a little bit about there, there, since after all, that's why we're here, here. Uh, Mm -hmm. And, and what that experience was like, I was, I mean, you know, it's always fun to watch somebody like yourself, who's been doing the, uh, this work for as many years as you have, who's really got it down to, you know, a process that works for you. Is that fair to say? Yes, it is. And I could see how intensely focused you are. So I think, I'll just tell people once or twice I, I was talking and I, I realized, oh, I think I'm bothering. I'm getting, I'm, 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 this is disruptive. And so I, I really have a new appreciation for just what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So, and, uh, it comes across, uh, on, uh, you know, in the final product as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But is there any difference? You, you know, the, the whole conceit, of course, is that you're the person on the screen who you're having a conversation with is actually being shot. An entirely different location, and uh, even though it's made to seem as though you you know you're together, so you in when you were shooting your scene were actually talking to a a sort of a another actor, a, you know who will never be seen.
2: Well, Let's clarify that. Clarify in the scene that you watched. That was a private investigator. She wasn't an actor.
0: A private investigator. <laughs> Explain. <Excellent. laughs>
2: so let's get because someone had just asked me like. So- so did you improv? I was like, well, first of all, no, because Andrew's lines are the lines he wants, but yeah. I'm not going to improv as an investigator, nor would she have wanted to improv. And she said that straight up. So, um, yeah, but you know, it worked, it worked, but I did ask her, I'm like, why, how, what talked to me? Why are you, how come you're here? Like, how did this happen? Yeah. Um, but she was a great, she was great, great listener. And that's what I really needed for that scene was a listener. You know, Um, and then the first scene, look, I mean, in some ways, like I got very early on that I was going to be asked to do things that were very strange and didn't make any sense. I knew that when I was about 18, when I got into the acting world. Okay, And this was one of them. And this isn't this is no weirder than looking at LED lights and screaming, thinking it's a monster. You know, that's a good point. Yeah.
0: Right. In fact, this was probably less um, challenging because it was reasonably close to a typical film set. Or
2: Yes, yes. And I had a human being talking to me, like we had an That's actor. I mean. Right. Yeah.
0: Did you find it? How? I, let me stop putting phrases in your mouth, but, but actually just ask you, how, what was the experience like having Andrew and the core team in a remote place? That was all done over Zoom. You would, we would talk to them on a the tablet. That those two days, I mean, and then also, I know in the, uh, the other scene you were in in the apartment as well.
2: Yeah, um, that was interesting, and it's weird. I've realized through a couple of these interviews that I that that I it, it was almost like at times Andrew had to trust me more than I had to trust him because he couldn't see what I was doing. He his his video wasn't good. He it was like he was like, I can't tell. I'm like, in this case. I, I, I really do think I did it. I think I nailed what you wanted. We can do it again, but I do think I got it. And so there were times he had to say, "Okay, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna have to trust you here." And so that was interesting.
0: Yeah, because you can't. But what, would, what would you define? What's going on? The chemistry, the the energy, whatever you want to call it. What do you? Def- how do you define that? That takes place during a scene that's clicking that's working there's a connection or there isn't right do you, you have to be there do you feel like physically to to engage with that or you can be off uh, some other place doing it online uh, on zoom to, as a director do you
2: mean with acting or do you mean do you mean with the director
0: well in a way both because i guess yeah i mean and this is again in i assume in both scenes you were playing with a temporary actor right
2: oh well, I, I, well or, having or having private investigator, private investigator the actor yeah. Yeah.
0: So well,
2: he might not have even been an actor, the first guy. He was a big fan. He might have been a writer.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm just saying, actor as. But you're right; they're not actors. They're,
2: they're right. not actors. They're not actors.
0: But it does. It was a, Not to to. I'm, let's answer the question first, because uh, <laughs> I'm going to distract myself too much. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, in other words, what, you know, with Andrew not being in the room and you already made a reference to the fact that you have had to act to, in, in, I guess, in some of the horror or science fiction that you've done, to nobody.
2: Right.
0: So. Uh, so this,
2: this wasn't that strange to act with somebody, even though they weren't really the, because you're just you're right. more into this sort of. um Uh, Like not neuroscience, but you're getting into like self and person and because all it is is, I mean, the actor isn't really the character either. So I'm already pretending.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And then I'm just pretending a third time because now the the person in the room with me is not the character and is not the actor who's playing the character. Mm -hmm. That's kind of fun. That's a lot of fun, weird things to be dealing with. Yeah, can you see me and hear me? Oh
0: yeah, yeah, we had it. A- <laughs>
2: upstate, the, I'll tell you, the Wi-Fi up there is rough.
0: Yeah, and I apologize.
2: Yeah. No problem. I went so, through the same thing.
0: It's okay. It's only uh, we're we're doing okay in general. It seems <laughs> ten minutes so far. I, uh, so what you were just what was the last thing you had said before? Oh, I, yeah, I that, I, that, was... that um,
2: uh, that already like already the actors having to pretend because the actor they're talking to is not the character. Mm-hmm. So there's a level of it's weird, and then I was just pretending a third time because I had a third level of pretend.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
2: could do I could do twenty levels if I had to.
0: Yeah, I, I'm starting to understand. And then even, even on the stage where you you know I assume when you have a a, solilo- a soliloquy is it do you, if you're talking kind of to the fourth wall or to the audience also right there is a that's a that requires a certain amount of. uh, I don't know, inner something or other, right? Where you have to. Uh, yes.
2: Well, even crossing from the wings to the stage, I'm all of a sudden we are pretending that I don't see no, I don't see them.
0: Right, right, right. Of course, <laughs> I forgot about that. But, and and I don't know if you remember this, by the way, as a footnote. Uh, but uh, the first time I ever found out or came to know that there was a Lily Taylor in the world, and thank God. Was on stage at the Public in 1989, I think it was, where you were in a in and I in in last time I we talked for a Cold Spring or whatever. What was the name of Wait, wait. wait,
2: wait. It. What did he see? The woman I saw you really off Broadway
0: at the Public Theater. Yeah. In 1980. Which one?
2: It was called "What Did He See."
0: What did he see? Oh, you were so good in that. And I was Talk like,
2: about who? mental gymnastics. Richard Foreman. All you have. To, you're talking about the Richard Foreman that wild oh, thing they did with Will Patton.
0: Oh, it was Will Patton
2: and Rocco Sisco.
0: Oh wow. Are you oh, talking wow. about the there was
2: Plexiglass and like I had was carrying bizarre objects?
0: It's so long ago. You, I just don't. It's so many years ago. I've got to research it. I, I just you know I was in the front. Like we had these amazing seats, and you were just. Yeah, you were. Re- it was a really physical uh, role. Yes, as well. exactly. or maybe Just a very physical actor,
2: you know. That was the public in '89, and that yes. was what you see. And that Richard Foreman was... talk about. I mean, he's the father of avant garde. I mean, that was. I didn't know. I I had to pretend I was from a planet. I didn't know where my character was from. Nor did he. Nor did he care.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, getting back to to the, there there though, I was just wondering if. And, and and by the way, as uh, well, I do airtime, so I'm on the re- phone, microphone also talking to people. I don't know who's listening, so I have to pretend there's somebody. Oh, like, right now. Um, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. uh, I mean, when I, I'm at this radio station, I'm also on the air, and I'm it's it was something to get used to. It was different than this because I'm talking to you know even when I'm doing an intro oh, on right. my own. So it's it requires like imagining there's somebody there there and you know they're there. There, there. I was just thinking maybe it's it might have been uh, challenging to have Andrew remote.
2: It was, it was. But then in other ways, like I've done plays, audio plays. I've done you know books on audio okay. stuff. It's the same thing. They can feel it. They can hear it.
0: All right. So this like people would make an assumption that you, you, they're not catching the right the vibe because they're not in this in the energy field of the. Of the action of the activity, like the same energy that comes maybe from the first few yeah. rows of a performance, you know that kind of.
2: Andrew might have a very different response to this. Right. I don't know if I would want to direct like that. I think that that must have been very challenging for him, and that's what I was saying. He had to really, at least, I don't know about the other actors, but he had to trust me that I was saying it's it's happening in this room. You just yeah. you can't that's not That's all.
0: Right. That's that's a good point. So that was part of your job in a way was to convey that information and that, that, right. sense, that sense that you were having and you would know. So and, and But it was important as part of the conceit of the film, not only that you were in one location and, and the other character was, was the actor playing the character was in another location, but that the crew was in another location. That was all part of kind of the I don't want to say stunt, but the 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 obstacle, the challenge of of what was the film was kind of trying to convey about communicating, connecting with obstacles, and like we've all been suffering or at least contending with the last couple of years specifically.
2: Sure, you know, I think the DP. I don't know how the DP did it. Um, I think what his mental his, his levels of concentration must have been very intense to have to because I think they it felt like they couldn't see very well what we were doing and here he's having to arrange shots and lighting and ah uh, I can't even imagine
0: last thing and it's a little personal only in the sense of how how was the COVID experience uh, for you and the family I mean just in in a general way um
2: nothing no no No. no story No story. There's a lot of stories out there and this isn't one that I would take the stage on. Got it. I still even haven't gotten COVID.
0: That's, that's remarkable.
2: I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but uh, but Nick and Maeve have. And, um, you know, we had our little things like everybody, but we made it through.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, listen, there, there is opening Friday. I'll be there, uh, uh, well, I don't know I'm trying I'm trying I too am trying to get down there yeah. for that. It depends on a couple of things, but um I'm planning to try to get there for I was there for the Tribeca Film Festival where it was premier- had its world premiere. I was there for that. So that yeah. was exciting. And the audience yeah. was very, very uh happy. So I like, could yeah. so, but uh anyway, all the best to you and um thanks for making time for this. Lily, it was really nice
2: to there, and I'll listen to the station.
0: Uh um yeah. Uh, Well, I can always, you know, contact that guy, you know, who I'm talking about and send email him with the information, you know, WKZE, the the call letters on the station. So you can listen to it when you're up here. Yeah. You'll love it. All right. Have a great uh, week ahead. You too. Thank you.
2: Okay. I think goodness and beauty flows through all of us all the time, if you let it. Even if this turns out to be the only connection, I just think it's fantastic and wonderful to be able to feel like this. (laughs) It's all about faith. We lift each other up.
3: Am I being raptured? Or is this an actual earthquake?
0: Yeah. I like your room. What's that? You like the room? I like what I'm looking at here. Oh, good. Like the the me or the room? That's the question.
3: The whole thing. The, I like all of it. I like the room. I like. I want to be there with you. Oh, that's nice of you. Uh, I'm all,
0: I'm pretty far, I think, though. I'm in the Hudson Valley now.
3: Yeah. Wow. What and is that behind you? There's a guitar, and then in the back to your is that a instrument, an organ or something?
0: No, no. It's just a. It's a. Uh, no, I opposite. wish okay. I had a, an organ. I would love that. I don't. It's a. Uh, it's just a table. There you go. So there's a.
3: Oh wow! Look at that. Clock. And I
0: fisheyed it a little, so it gives you a little bit more width here. That's what's yeah. probably why you're liking it, and. There's a clock, like yeah. an antique clock, and it's a desk. It's like old lady furniture, actually. Wow. That's all right. It's great. You know, you've been on this podcast great. before, but I'm, I'm sure you remember that. <laughs> yep, yep. A while ago. No, no, I, I'm not putting you on the spot. It was, it was, it was like the, right during the period about seven oh. years ago, huh? It was during that period yeah, when you were doing. When you were doing, there's obviously a delay here, but it was during that period where you were doing uh, Seven Chinese Brothers and um, The Overnight, and and uh, I met you a couple of times, and you did the podcast, but it was just like audio, and we were sitting across each other at Rooftop Films in some space, and it's a while ago.
3: Yeah, no, no, I, no, I do, that's why I, I do, I do recall, and that's why I was excited to talk to you. again.
0: Oh, that's bizarre. Well, I'm glad, thank you. That's very nice of you then. And we did have a nice time. Uh, so, yeah. you know, it's not beyond. The I'm sorry for the delay. I'm sorry for the delay. Oh, yeah, me too. Oh, well, we'll, 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 we'll do our best. We're pros. <laughs> you, or okay. you're. Yes, we are. <laughs> you're a pro. Uh, well, you, you know, are. it's. Thank you thank you very much. I was fishing. <laughs> had, had you been familiar with Bajalski's work before you got on here?
3: Yes. Um I uh uh had seen um uh his movies and um uh was a a, a fan of, of of his work and I had met him actually um during the making of Seven Chinese Brothers in Austin. Right, makes sense. Um, the director of that film, um, Bob Lyington knew, knew, uh, knew Andrew. And um, and uh, I had a daughter. And, and I still I have a daughter. And he had a son the same age. So we all, uh, through Bob, decided to go out one night and get um, to, to meet and have food. And it was a really nice evening. And it was uh, just to meet him. And I was very happy to, to meet him. And we became you know uh loosely uh uh communicating Connected. kind of loosely yeah yeah uh, here and there and 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 um but you know i i like lo- like you know computer chess to me is a really just like kind of a i don't know, just it's an incredible and anyway and um yeah computer chess I, is I fantastic. All of, all of his movies are and um i uh asked um I had asked if I said, you know, I know this is crazy. I'm not this type of person, Uh, uh, but if there's ever something one day that you would like care to work on, if you ever need something that I I can, however, I can help you in some way. If you have a story that you'd like to, please, I'm there. And he wrote back. He said, great. I, I, and this is a while ago, but he said, you know, I make a movie every like four or five years. So, uh, you know, obviously right yeah. now, I don't know if I've got anything, but in the next four or five years and you know, I'll reach out and see if, um, and, um, then in October of 2020, um, I got this email from Andrew, um, and it had the word, uh, cockamamie in the, uh, subject, um, which is the first time I've ever seen that word uh, actually spelled out. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's a cockamamie project idea. And uh, um, anyway, and uh, my hope was that, my hope was to read what I did read, which was basically uh, Andrew saying, um, how are you and how are you doing during the uh, the, the pandemic? Um, and he basically said, I was developing something but uh, because of the, of COVID, that has had to take a uh, a, a pause. And yeah. it, in the midst of that um, of this pausing, I've I came with this other uh, this idea of how of how I would like to maybe try to make something. Um, and he laid out in that first um, email roughly the way like before he even he sent me the script but before even the script he laid out the way he wanted to do it saying that you know would you be up for uh trying to make a movie in this way where we really uh where you know you were on your own um I wouldn't be there no one would be there so Um, his first
0: so he finally reached out to for, for a project where he would never be in the same room with you
3: Exactly, exactly, <laughs> yes. which yeah. I, 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 which I get, I get it. I totally, I probably would have done the same thing. Um, and, uh, uh, and, uh, but I, I would. you know, I also, I like, there was something about the, his email, also oh, it's basically, he said like, I think in the first or second sentence, it was something like, this is gonna, this email is good. has a lot of question marks or something. There was something about it, which, basically it was just so sweet and mm-hmm. it was kind of like him saying I've never done I've got an idea for how to do something I don't really know if it'll work mm-hmm. would you want to come along on this experiment Um, and It's sort of a first for me and I think that's where I feel very comfortable like I'm that I really, I mean, yeah. the idea like we're going to work together, but it's, right. we're not in the same room is the perfect way. It was like the perfect way to work with him, um, almost because it was new to both of us. And as the more we got into it, the more I was just so excited about it because I think ultimately, like, like at least in my character scenes, um, it like the very act of acting in that way became kind of like the the nature of the whole thing which is like uh,
0: the it's yeah it, it it's like right it's it's very uh multi-faceted or dimensional in that way because it's right it's 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 a the, the not only is the story about people who are or the stories about us yeah. you know a network of people who are trying to connect and communicate and there's all sorts of walls we have you know metaphorically and then they actually made it with not being in the same room and set up these obstacles for communicating and for figuring out how to make the film because, you know, so it was like,
3: yeah. And it also like, I think that um, the, uh, I think probably at that point, like in October of 2020, when he reached out, I don't know, everyone is obviously different, but it, first of all, I didn't realize how much I, I needed it when it came into my, I just, I felt so yeah. Yeah. Energi- energized by his email. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I, you know, out of nowhere having this kind of very like specific and yet abstract target to hit was just the kind of thing that I needed in my life at that moment. And um, I think also, I I, I, you know, I wasn't like a super, my job didn't require that i be like the uh, pro at zoom zoom calling zooming um but in ways that like other people became really good at it but i there is a quality at that point in the pandemic where because you've done them enough right you do start to wonder like after you've got off the call with someone how much you where were you looking like where were you looking into the camera right were you looking at their you face how, how what, what? To what level were you connecting, mm-hmm. um, uh, listening? Um, you know, because also, like, depending on how the I remember, right, very early on, um, in the pandemic, we, um, my wife and I did like this like pub quiz with her friends to um, to try to get money for charity, and the um, like a trivia I wasn't very thing. Good at uh, very yes. And I wasn't good at uh, the, you know, if you laugh, the little green thing goes over to you. Oh, right, right, uh, right. You become the speaker. So yeah. So aware. Yes, it, it made me so aware of how often I'm mumbling and talking <laughs> over people oh. and laughing, or you know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. could I could literally physically see my, my own attention span or my own. Um, uh, uh, my own, uh, your habits, your, your, your communication, relate. yes, yeah. yes, yeah.
0: So it's you and see, it's so totally much better than it. electric yeah. shocks, you know, because you yeah. know, they might have done that at one point, like just zap you every time you 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 interrupted somebody. But in this yes. case, you just see a light, nice little green outline, and
3: yes, less... I got a few electric shocks under the table. My wife, oh, <laughs> kick you with Charlie horses, but um, uh. You know but it, it is yeah it's so uh it's so true and so it's but it's the rhythm of the rhythm of communicating in this way has had to it's 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 it, it changes the way that you uh pace your conversations the way you are talking i mean even the fact like i've had you know even when there's technical difficulties you know i've had very like uh meaningful conversations with people that keep freezing well we, um, we, and we sort of encountering that a little bit at the beginning
0: yeah, we were sort of encountering a little bit at the beginning with the delay. You you have to learn to, you know, like like uh, cope or what, what I was trying to say, manage that. So you're right.
3: Yes, yes, exactly. It's that like, and we're getting better at it just in the course of our interview. We're learning the delay. And I know now, That's and nice. I love that we're sort of learning each other's um, rhythms. Uh, yeah, our and our upload and download speeds and um the um but but the uh but so acting in that way it really what became kind of like that like in the real scenes um because we i would be doing the scenes with andrew and by the way he was on a delay um wow. and i i i think it's remarkable that he was able to to direct to to kind of participate in the scenes with me and then also be watching them on a delay And giving notes and helping to and to direct in that way was like totally like I almost took it for granted at a certain point because it seemed so easy for him to do, but he was so um, yeah he was so in tune and in touch and right there with me and it and he was on a delay and uh, what I did begin to like about it was I remember a few times because of the delay and. And just for for other reasons, you know, there we there were times when I would just do the whole scene without listening, to, without even having anyone speak. Like just take my own cues in my head, and it sort of became like the epitome of of like listening to yourself, like you're waiting for yourself to finish the other person's line in your mm-hmm. head. Mm-hmm. It, it became like almost like a meta example of like of um of of listening and reacting because you're Mm -hmm. doing it completely self-generating it completely and it was really fun and you go through all the different like levels of it like where it's you feel like it's a scene then it goes to a thing where it's almost like music like you're just kind of hitting these points trying to you know keep some consistency to it so they can cut to it back, you know, so there can be a, they have something to play against. And then kind of breaking f- into this whole other area where it's like totally just has, you know, just is what it is. Uh, um, it was such a blast. Well,
0: here's, I should have mentioned this at the beginning because I know what you experienced firsthand because I was on the set of one of the segments of the film as a oh. crew member. Uh, believe it or not so we share credits on this film <laughs> with yeah lily taylor's wow. yeah wow. i did some location scouting for houston and andrew up here where i live and we shot yeah. lily's the the outdoor cafe scene her her shot right near where i live so i was and then i was yeah. on this on the set for two days so i saw exactly what you're referring to yeah, how
3: was then, it at that point at what at what stage i i i i'm pretty sure that i was one of the first Actors to like sign on to well, not to sign on, but even to um to put some of this gear to the test, you know, like the little microphones and okay, and everything. And um, it was fun because I kind of i love the idea of well, any hiccup can just be something for someone out the next group of actors, like almost like a you want to write like a note in the in this little bag they were sending around each other, like just so you know you know it's like jumanji right. or something it's like to the person who inherits this thing like yeah, just yeah. so you know the microphone tends to get a little sticky over here um how where was it in, in the process for with lily Um, uh, how long had they uh, been doing it at that point um was the gear had they, was, were they in a groove I've- sort of
0: Yes, um, we were the last. Uh, we were we were the wrap. So which oh, I didn't wow. know when I was there until they finished, and then they said it's a wrap. We're done. So I was there in this uh, scene. The last one was that shot of Lily in the garden uh, cafe. You know, uh, shooting. So they had gotten uh, it all down. So you were like probably at the first, and then she was the last. And I did, and you know just uh, it was really quite a, an, a great experiment to be part of. I have to say,
3: yeah. And did you did you wasn't it did you find it amazing how Andrew could direct? Yeah, I mean, yeah. wasn't that? I wonder if it's
0: right. Say that again. The last part.
3: Well, I just I was just curious to you know your just watch how right. what your it, it, takeaway was uh, in terms of watching him do that. I mean, I guess it's yeah. like zooming how you become better at zooming you become better at zoom directing.
0: Right. Well, I just want to also people that are watching or listening to also know just just as a footnote that this was shot it, it was shot through a crew member a camera person was on the on the sets of this yeah. d- these different scenes it wasn't shot over zoom but the director and and the key crew members were remote and this and the and the scenes were shot you know in different yes. places uh yes so but i think movie I, yes yeah, I yeah. Know Cause there's probably people making, there are people making films over oh, sure. at least something that looks like zoom. And it, so the, yeah. the, the, uh, the, I think it was like my mind over matter, like psyching yourself, just sort of saying, just like charging through it, like, and just eventually yeah. you just kind of get, it's like you, you know, a new set of muscles you're developing this type of directing and this experience. So I think by the time I was on the set, he had developed those 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 artistic or technical muscles, yeah, my guess yeah. is, but, you, but if he had done it with you, then he had obviously, he's just like, like he's under, you don't underestimate Andrew Bajowski is the lesson we take away from this, so he's no, obviously I, a really talented guy, you know, he's been doing this a yeah. while, yeah.
3: But he, I think also, like, it, um, I wonder too, like, I mean, I've, again, I've never, I, this is our first time working together, but like, I wonder, There was something about the, um, like, I wonder if also, I mean, I will never know this, but like, if we were in the same room together, how it would have affected the, like, the questions we would ask each other between takes, or like, the ability, like, how long you'd have to react, if I asked him a question, that he could sit there and kind of think about it, like, in the comfort of his own home, like, how that how your ideas and what you come up with in response to something is affected by the environment that you're in <clears throat> like if he's home having a coffee you know he's in his in his chair <clears throat> sorry, with mm-hmm. his mug you mm-hmm. know and and i wonder if there's a certain if that affects the way you like if he was more comfortable in, in a way, uh, rather than being in a, in oh, a space of people walking around and maybe you don't hear the questions someone asked you or, you know, there's crew members, there's a camera. It, there, there was really, like, um, just, I mean, what I mean, I guess, is, like, he could really focus on the scene. Yeah. Right, no, I ain't got you. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I don't know, but they were all, remember, he was with the cinematographer and he was with his producer, so, you know, I don't know. They just... I think that that team they just figured it out, and and they uh, were in the same but, room. No, probably you're right. Probably right. No, they probably weren't. Yeah, like now God. that I think about it, they, I, it's it was a year ago, so I'm trying to remember yeah. exactly. No, they probably we, weren't. I just sure.
3: recall. I recall our cinematographer was, I believe, in Germany at the time. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, Matthias. Yeah, and so the idea yeah. of like the the light would be coming up, like you would see him, uh, like we would get to work. It, like I remember getting to work, and it would be light outside, but he he, he had the look of like <clears throat> you know he had like a scarf around his neck and was had a jacket on and was like, "Hello, how are you? Okay, yes, <laughs> yeah, I'm just whispering because everyone's sleeping here, you know, like oh, right. uh, right, right, right. different time zones." Yeah, right. I forgot. We yeah, sure. The sun coming up behind him it was amazing. Yeah, yeah.
0: Wow. Well. It sounded like you had a great time, and so you didn't make it onto computer chess, but you made it on this other film, which I think is going to find an audience because of the of the of all this unique stuff we've been talking about. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and so. the fact that you and Lily Taylor and so many other talents are in it. Uh, so you know.
3: Well, I'm just happy that you got to. We got to talk again, and and to me too. And, Thank you. And it's very bizarre that you got to that you worked on. It. I mean, how cool is that?
0: I know. I loved it. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was such a creative process and I, I guess I enjoy anything that's real creative like that, you know, yeah. too. And I, I, I don't take it for granted cause I don't do stuff like that that often, you know, but I, I really did enjoy it. And um, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's how same. it probably got I, you on I felt on
3: so it. invigorated, but I felt so invigorated. That's good. I, I, so I now, just love, I love anyone doing something, exper- an adventure. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs>
0: Sure. Oh, well, yeah, I, it would make sense. You would. I, you know, I had on an actress though, or an actor, female actor, not that long ago. I won't say who it was because she's a perfectly wonderful person, but she just wanted to do things, you know, easy. She was really open about it, which I guess I could have respected, but yeah. like she didn't have any desire to challenge herself too much anymore. And she was not like she was a middle-aged person. I don't know, but it's great to hear you still excited. And, you know, I guess it's also because if you work with like Wes Anderson over and over, no matter what, there's going to be some sort of uh, uh, complacency. It's not meant to be critical, that word uh, Mm -hmm. in this instance, but there is a complacency. If you work with somebody over and over, you just know each other's, you can finish each other's sentences, et cetera, as a shorthand. But if you work with somebody for the first time, like Andrew, and you're doing that, well, that is, it's no wonder it would infuse you with this all, you know, enthusiasm. So, you know,
3: yeah, I, I totally agree. And I, and I, my, my hope is that every time, you know, I've been, I feel very like every time I finish a job, I like, will I ever work again? And, um, but my hope is that I, my hope is that I, you know, I, I, I'm similar, similar where I've talked to actors and they'll be on us like if we're working together and they'll be like, you know, I just don't understand why they don't have this for us here. Why are we doing this or on this movie? They did. And I, and I realized that mm. it's this is kind of like uncomfortable t- friction between like how the movie that, how the movie is being made that you're working on versus the memory of some other way that they worked before. Um, and it's causing them like anger because the, the the one you're doing now isn't like that one. Well, I sort of just <clears throat> kind of go like, well, this is the one we're doing now. This is how we're doing. So I I always think it's best to just approach each experience as if it's like the first, almost like the first, ex- you know, way. Like not to re- not to hold up too uh, strong of a memory of how your other projects were uh, in the making of them, because I just feel like it's only going to get you in trouble. But I will say the one thing about working with someone over and over again like with west the it's interesting the complacency thing cuz i've never felt complacency in fact what i've always felt was um a kind of um like there's less um bsing before you get to the work because you're you know each other so well you mm-hmm. know when the other person is not giving it everything they've got and so you you hold each other to like a really really high oh standard in a in a way where it's like it's like it's uh it's not acceptable to uh to give anything but the be- i've seen your bet i've know the best i've seen your at your worst and i and there's nothing to hide there's nothing to run from we're just going to be here and we're doing this and so there's kind of like um all the lights are on kind of like you'd be you know in a long-term relationship almost when you've gotten to a place where it's just like we are here. This is really intimate. Mm -hmm. And, and I know when I know when you're lying. (laughs) Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, the name of the movie,
0: the name of the film is called They're There. And it's stars among its cast, Jason Schwartzman, Lily Taylor. Thank you very much for remembering and for being so invested in this conversation. That's really really thoughtful and um special and i appreciate you
3: i i'm happy to talk to you i'm very excited so i all um, awesome. are you gonna and you're you're in la right now yes yes are you
0: going to uh, i don't mean to put you on the spot but are you going to new york city for that no okay no i Uh, wish you'll be there for the la thing that's 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 fine
3: yeah i don't even know when the la thing is
0: no they'll they'll have it so eventually you'll be maybe i don't know Thanks, everybody. We'll be back again. Uh, one, uh, I think we're going to do an episode over Thanksgiving weekend and then maybe a week, another one after that. We're going to take some time off at the end of the year, but I'm just letting you know we've just got some tremendous episodes still to come. So keep on tuning in to FilmWax Radio every week. Check out the YouTube channel, as I've, I've implored and uh, let me know what you think. You can reach me of course on all, all, almost almost all social media apps. I will say that we will be winding down on Twitter. I don't think I don't think I have the stomach to continue on Twitter, but we'll see what happens. All right everyone, take care of yourselves and the ones you love until next time. This is Adam Charto signing off for Filmwax Radio. Take care.
3: Somebody